0: Hello and welcome back to the Mindfuckery podcast. This week I'm talking about financial coercive control. It's an aspect of coercive control, which is a pattern of controlling behaviour. It's threatening and degrading to people and the victims. And what it's so important to understand, I was talking about this last week, I said that we don't talk about this enough, to understand how you get trapped and it's element of, the coerc- of coercive control. Financial abuse involves the misuse of money and limiting the control of a partner. It can leave you with no money for basic essentials like food and clothing. It can leave you without access to your bank account and you become dependent on somebody else. Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of emotional abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be un- unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. Emotionally abusive relationships are about power and control. They're about limiting uh, access to things, whether it's people or money. They are about somebody coming in and taking full control, taking your power away and your voice away. And even after the relationship is over, if there are children involved, there is also an element that it, you could be coerced in some way financially. So let me just remind you, coercive control is isolating you from your friends and family. It's depriving you of basic needs such as food. It's monitoring your time. It's monitoring you via online communication tools like a spyware or something like that. It's taking over every aspect of your everyday life. So um, it might be where you can go, who you can see, what you can wear depriving you of support services like medical services repeatedly putting you down you might hear things like you're worthless it's humiliating degrading you and dehumanizing you turning you into an object and financial uh, coercive control does not happen in isolation it runs hand in hand with coercive control this is about power and the abusers need to control everything. This is about their insecurities and fear of abandonment. Money is a weapon, and it will be used against you to protect them. By controlling you financially in their mind, you're not able to leave them. To the outside world, they are generous. They give presents and grand gestures of standing at the bar and offering to buy everyone a drink. Or when, we're, when you're out for a meal, they want to pay for the meal. But behind closed doors, it's a different story. Money is status to them. And it might be shown in the way of cars, watches, houses, their clothing. In a way it's an addiction filling up some emptiness inside of them. They flaunt their money and as I said they look generous to the outside world but it's only the people in their tribe behind those closed doors that know the truth. They often steal. They don't understand why this isn't okay. They believe what is yours is theirs. However turned around they keep everything to themselves. What's theirs is theirs. They might even destroy your personal belongings. This will be done without remorse, especially items that of great significance to you. If you receive a financial gift, perhaps inheritance, they might tell you that they should be responsible for looking after that as they don't believe that you're trustworthy. They might even go on to suggest that other family members have raised concerns about the way that you behave with money. And if you don't oblige, they might even create scenarios where you're for forced to use that gift or inheritance or they suggest that you invest it and they know just the place to do that. They might coerce you into selling over, selling or signing over assets. You might find that all of your bills, uh, everything is in your name, that is a debt. However, anything of value is in their name. They might Coerce you into having all of your money paid into a joint account, or they force you to hand over your wages so they have access to it, or they might force you into a position where you need to spend your money to pay the rent, the, f- the bills, the food, children, the clothing. Financial coercive control is something that I have experienced firsthand. It's an element of emotional abuse, and very much in a similar fashion, it's done very subtly and covertly. You end up living in fear, living in fight and flight, perhaps fall and freeze, also wondering how you're going to pay the next bill or afford to pay your rent or buy food. Your self-esteem is non-existent and you believe you're not actually worthy of anything. You feel trapped. And that's exactly what a, a financial coercive control is used for. It's to trap you. It's forcing you into a position that you are relying on another person, dependent on them for everything. And even after a relationship is over, financial abuse can also be used with child support payments or spousal maintenance they can withhold these reduce them they can claim that they don't have the resources to pay them that month or change dates money is extremely important to an emotional abuser it's power to them knowing that you're in pain knowing that you have no money actually gives them supply i was aware when i was in the relationships that there was an imbalance financially. Not only was I earning less than my partners, I was actually spending out more than they were. I believe the excuses that I was given, car needed repair, there was some large bill that had come in, uh, forgotten to pay or hadn't realised this wasn't coming out of an account and now I owe this large amount of money I can't afford to pay this month. I heard so many different excuses. One X got into financial difficulty and messed up all of the bills so I ended up taking looking after all of that and clearing all of that debt while he paid the mortgage at the end of the relationship it turned out that he was only paying half of the mortgage the imbalance was even higher during the idealization of one of my relationships the questioning the validation being listened to and heard is done for a different reason you think that you are special important that somebody finally sees you and recognizes you or well, that was my experience but actually what was happening was the questioning that was going on was to find out what I would put up with how I paid financially that relationship and the interest in my other relationships around financial stability and the money was not what I thought it was it was really to find out how in certain situations I would behave would I step in would I take over those finances which is what I did I had a a financial responsibility to children I had wanted to and needed to keep a roof over their head and keep them secure their basic needs I was forced financially into positions that I found it hard to get out of. Money was delivered to me or transferred to me late, later than I needed it. I was having to borrow money out of savings. And then one day when I ran out of savings and I approached my ex and said, I've run out of money, I felt him withdraw from me in that moment. And if you link and or look back at coercive control by restricting your money, they're isolating you from the friends and family. You might not be able to go to an event. You might not be able to meet somebody for a meal or go out for a drink or meet someone for coffee because you don't have the money, resources to do that. They deprive you of your basic needs. You might just have enough money to feed your family, but nothing more. They're monitoring you they're watching your spending. They might even criticise you for it and they go out and make big purchases or expensive items. And by taking control of your finances, they're taking control of your everyday life. By humiliating you, by shaming you, degrading you, dehumanising you, you don't believe that your worth and your self-worth is Directly connected to your financial worth. If you're given any money, if you were given a gift of money or you had inherited money, it's likely that you would reject it emotionally in some way. It might be that you don't feel worthy of having that, accepting that money. You might spend it on somebody else or give it to somebody else, or you might use it to pay bills and clear debts that weren't created by you. It's really important to understand where this wounding comes from. A lot of these wounds come from our childhood and I've spoken a lot about how we, what we see, what we feel, what we hear growing up for those first seven to eight years of our life, how the wounding that we experience, if we experience it, happens in that time. I've spoken about how we witness relationships and these are what we where we draw our information from we aren 't in a position to know what 's right and wrong, what feels right and wrong? We watch relationships they might be bad relationships. It might be that you are watching your parents or step parents unhappily married and accepting that that is how things are done, or possibly the role you play within the family unit. You might have attention withheld from you. So some of these relationships feel familiar. You might have witnessed financial coercive control in your family unit. Been working with someone recently and her mother has started to take back control of her finances after three decades her daughter has become a role model the healing that she is doing from her emotionally abusive relationship has given and empowered her mother to take control of the family finances and put herself in a stronger financial position and her mother's partner was really struggling with this concept no longer in control, no longer able to do what he wanted to do with the money because it was coming from another source. Healing is so powerful not just for yourself but for those around you and financial coercive control is so underestimated. The depths it goes to, the messages that it feeds through to your psyche that says that you're not worthy of something, that you do not deserve something when you do. By stopping this in its tracks, by healing your wounds, you can step in. And it's taken me on two occasions years to recover because the recovery doesn't isn't just about recovering financially. The recovery initially was about recovering emotionally. Those words, the actions, the demoralisation, the shaming, the betrayal, the abandonment, All of those wounds that were triggered within me that I had experienced before, but that were created and stirred up within me needed to settle and I needed to discover each one and heal each one. And from that point, once they're healed, then I can recover financially. And they really are connected on such a deep level because your self-esteem is a direct result or has a direct result on your financial position. The effects financial abuse, financial coercive control has on a person is often devastating. Victims feel inadequate. They don't feel sure of themselves. They also go without so many things because they have no money. It leaves a victim vulnerable. And as I said, it's used as a tactic by an abuser to increase the control they have on another person. And sometimes it doesn't stop there. There was a a research that was done by a charity on the economics of abuse. And they found that 56.1% of the people that they surveyed who had left a relationship with an abuser felt that the abuse had impacted their ability to work. And over two-fifths of all of the respondents felt that it had negatively impacted their long-term employment prospects and their long-term earnings. This is why it's so important to heal these wounds because, as I said, there's this direct connection between your self-esteem and financially. I hope this has been useful and helpful. I hope you can see the connection between emotional abuse, financial coercive control, coercive control. You might be able to see the patterns in your relationships. You, I've I've certainly saw it within mine. I saw it being witnessed in relationships around me and mirrored to me. I felt the pain of being in that relationship and not being able to do anything. The fear of not being able to escape. If you'd like to find out more ways of working with me, you can join me in the uh, Rise and Thrive tribe, which is a really low cost monthly membership. There's no contract. You can um, join and leave whenever you want. You can work with me one-to-one and I'll put all the links and details in the description box. I will also link the other videos that I've done on this subject as well. And I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.